Good evening, fiends. Are you ready? Let's get spooky. And welcome back to another episode of Let's, Let's Get, Get Spooky. Spooky. I'm Vamp. I'm AJ. And today's topic is Good Morning. Not to be confused with the AM hours of the day. Good morning, America. Good, yeah. Morning as in sad, yeah. sad times. Um, so it's going to be a, get pretty morbid, but we're yeah. going to talk about. But it's it's like morbid in like a... A not not a nice way, but the celebratory you, way. Yeah, you know the the side of like more of remembering those who have passed in ways that you can feel closer to them. You can remember them a little. I keep saying remember. I I just started I laughing every time I say the word remember. You're trying to have like a serious moment, and I look down and I'm like, she's trying to make it seem good. And then my first movie or show that I'm talking about is the Dahmer oh. show on Netflix, and I was like, I don't know that in that situation is very positive. No, um, I'm, I'm thinking more House of Wax 2005. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, so it's going to get a little a little crazy, but we're yeah. going to talk about some cool traditions. We're going to talk about taxidermy. As you can see, we have decorated mm-hmm. the set with taxidermy, yep. um, morning, morning jewels, jewelry, all sorts one. of crazy stuff. But yeah. uh, every topic we already, oh, oh, words, every topic, every, wow, we're going to cut all of that out. <laughs> I hope so. Cam, yes. please cut all this out. Um, so for every episode, we start off with movies and shows. Yeah. So kind of give you a little of a little watch list if you want to kind of get into the topic a little bit more. Some inspiration. Yeah. Uh, so on my list, I already said it, yeah. is Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, came out in 2022. It is available on Netflix. And it's basically giving you the history of Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, it is relevant be- because he is into taxidermy. Other than that, he's a serial killer. He doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with morning traditions or anything like that. Um, and I guess being into taxidermy doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a serial killer no. and eat people. No, there's ton, There's lots of upstanding citizens that also do taxidermy. So we're not... Don't judge. Yeah, do not... Yeah. But in this case... Um, that is not the case. And Jeffrey Dahmer is a horrible person. He's a mm-hmm. serial killer. He eats people. Yeah. Um, well, he did. He's no longer with us. Um, and uh, it's a great show. You're going to want to binge it once you start. It's actually a little bit, I feel like we've talked about it before in other topics. I feel, I think yeah, so. I feel like it's one of those ones that comes up. It's a little hard to watch for me. There were some episodes I was like, oh, this, and only because... It was real life. It's not yeah. fake. It's not made up. It's not people talking, making up crazy stories. This is actually this a documentation really of, of real life. And it is a little tough in some cases to watch, but it's a great show. It's done very well. It's Evan Peters and he's, Daddy. he's amazing. Yeah. It's almost like you're like, oh, wow, I don't like that I like you in this role, <laughs> but he, he really executes. So I would highly recommend. Yep. You um, have. Another killer who also did taxidermy, Norman Bates. Um Somehow I don't have Psycho on VHS, but I have Psycho three. You know, I I don't know. I need to uh, I need to fix need that. Need to remedy but, that. Um, yeah, uh, I think everyone knows the Psycho storyline, but Norman Bates also very much into taxidermy. Taxidermy is 
pretty cool. We were we've talked about this before, but I appreciate taxidermy in the sense that it is um, giving something new life, like finding mm-hmm. roadkill and and you know immortalizing that character or people that taxidermy their pets. Um, I'm not super into people that just go kill yeah. animals and creatures for taxidermy purposes. Not a fan. Um, but if you're like finding roadkill or finding a dead animal and you're going to give it a new purpose and a cute, I mean, like we something have cute. look at, look at, look at that little mouse. He is living his best life in his little poncho and sombrero. Poncho and sombrero. Um, oh, this is soon going to become the Texas Chainsaw Massacre podcast because I talk about <laughs> Every it time. so much. I just she finds it. a way. I'm sorry. But again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre one and two, they do some very interesting stuff with bodies. <laughs> You know, especially until this, the uh, car, you know, the car chase, I guess it's not a car chase, but like, you know, when they're driving down the, the highway and Leatherface comes up and he's, he has the, the body. Great. Yeah. Totally cool. But in that sense, like when you're seeing something in a movie, it's fine because yeah. you know that it's not real. But yeah. When you Oingo, it, Boingo's playing, blasting. You're having a good time. Like, this the guys, a good time. Yeah. The guys who are terrorizing people on the road are going to get what they deserve. Yeah. And that's all you can hope for, but it's not real life. So we're okay with that. Um, Another one on my list and this one, um, I have a couple on my list, but I think I'm just going to talk about this next one is my girl. Do you remember that movie from 1991? Mac? Yeah. Um, So I was looking at movies and I'm like, you know, movies about mourning and funerals and funeral homes. And I was like, this is an oldie, but a goodie. And also very, very, very tragic. Yeah. So when I, when this came out, I was really young. I don't think I saw it when it came out in 1991 because I would have been probably too little. Um, but I do remember yeah. watching it. And if you haven't seen it before, it's basically two friends. Um, the young girl, her dad owns a funeral home. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of looked at as like the weirdo in town. She makes friends with Macaulay Culkin, who is essentially allergic to everything. They become friends. They're hanging out in the forest, having a great time. Then he gets stung by bees. and So many bees. So many bees. Just the scene. And he's like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, no. And he dies of anaphylactic shock. Yep. So you're like, oh, wow. She just finally, the weird girl made a friend. And then he dies from uh, attack of bees. And guess whose funeral home he's being worked yeah. on at. But if you haven't seen the movie before, imagine being a young child and you're like, okay, um, I was afraid of bees when I was little because of this. And I would say like a week after, I think I was swimming at a friend's house and a bee got stuck in my swimsuit and stung me in the back. So trauma, um, then more trauma, me getting stung by a bee. And then when you watch the movie, you actually see like poor little Macaulay Culkin in the casket with... Obviously, they didn't portray the whole like anaphylactic shock bee stings because he only has like five little like say, bumps he has, like, on it his looks face. More like he like went through puberty as like yeah. some pimples. They they saved everyone from being like super traumatized. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, this is and it's uh, when I looked it up, it says it is a family comedy <laughs> drama, and I was like, I feel like there's some funny parts in it, but I feel like comedy is probably not the right. It was very it was very intense. I feel like I've only seen it once or twice and the only scene that i have in my head is him being stung by bees Mm -hmm. and then the scene where she's at the it's during his funeral and she goes running down the aisle like you know the middle part Mm -hmm. and she's like my friend whatever his name is and she's like yeah where's his glasses he He needs his glasses and he can't see those glasses like the fact that those are the two scenes that are the only things i remember they're not funny that's not a comedy it's called trauma (laughs) maybe it's it's a comedy for bees because they're like Heck yeah, we got another one. Well, and and when you read like the synopsis, it says he dies of uh, bee stings. 
um, from disturbing a beehive. So for all of you people out there, bees are not just going to attack you out of nowhere. Uh, he was like poking the, the hive or whatever yeah. to, to get stung by the bees. So um, yeah, tragic. And if you're going to watch it, there there is like articles on the internet that are like, disclaimer, all of these topics are going to be revealed. So if your children are too young, they should know what they're getting into. So Jeez. Yeah. See, trigger warnings? How yeah. is that a comedy? I don't think that was a thing in 1991. Mm, they're like, we don't care. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, other ones real quick. House of Wax, either the 1953 version or the 2005 version with Paris Hilton and Chad Michael Murray. Heartthrob. Yeah. Vincent Price is in the person. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. It's very good. But yeah, those are all my movies. I have more, but I feel like we could go on for days about things that weird horror movies about taxidermy, taxidermy and mortuaries and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so I guess we'll get into various different traditions. I have weird funeral traditions from around the world, and my list is very long. So okay. maybe you start off and yeah. then I'll like um, put some of mine in as we go along. So one... This, this topic is definitely something that interests me, and it's always something, like, that I'm, like, that's so weird that it's, it's like, something that doesn't really happen these days, um, which is mourning photography or uh, bereavement photography, which is basically, um, basically, like, as photography was invented back in 1839, this, this kind of thing kind of started Back then, like now you have a phone in your in your pocket. You can mm -hmm. take a picture of anything like you have 50 million photos of your loved ones or like people around you. Back then, like it was it wasn't something it wasn't very common for people to have photos of their family members or loved ones. It was like it was, an ordeal. It's a like, whole thing. Yeah. To Not set up only the camera. was yeah, the, the setup, the um like, you know, exposure time a lot of times was really long. So getting children to sit still for a photo was impossible. Um, so, like, it was, and it's also something that, like, more rich people would get. Yeah, so, not like, it's not something that everyone it. could yeah. afford and could have. So uh, morning photography started kind of uh, happening where if someone would pass, and especially, like, back then, a lot of children wouldn't even make it to their fifth birthday just because of disease it seemed like, I don't know what was going on back then, but it seemed like a lot of children just drown. Like, you I feel know. like there's so many stories that I hear where children were just drowning all the time. Okay, parents. Um, like, don't let your kids hang out next to lakes and streams. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but so, and especially, like I said, like, it was very hard to get a child to sit still for a photograph. So... Once but when pass, can they sit still when they're yeah. dead? Um, and you also don't want to forget what they look like. Yeah. So that was very much something that people would do. They would photograph their deceased loved ones. Um, not as a, and that's the thing. Like, I think like when you talk about it, it's something that people are like, that's really creepy. But it's like the way that it was done was to honor them, to remember them. Um, like if... Uh, like, you know, a mother lost their child. A lot of times they would take pictures holding them mm -hmm. um, or you would take a picture of them surrounded by all the things that they loved, all their toys, pets. Um, there was one that I saw that was, it's like a beautiful photograph. It's like a little boy. He's like, uh, like dead laying in bed, but he's just surrounded by flowers. Oh, that's um, cool. So like, it was just a way to remember them. Because obviously, once they're past, you 
either bury them or cremate them or, you know, so they're, you don't have their, their memory of what they looked it's like. the last memory. And I think too, when you hear morning photography or you, you hear photography when, after people pass, you think, oh, it's just a photo of them in a casket. Cause I feel like that's yeah. the most common thing that your mind goes to, but this was like posing the bodies and putting them in situations where they still looked, they looked alive. Lifelike. A lot um, of them do. Some of them were in coffins. Some of them like, like if a full family either died, like, you know, like if they were murdered or if there was a tragedy of some sort, they, there was one where I saw where it was a family of three and they're all kind of like in the same coffin together. Laying together. Um, there was another one where they're all like laying on the bed together. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of different types. Yeah. When we were, you were photography. like telling me about it and I'm like, wow, that's like kind of messed up. But then once you explain it a little bit more and the main point where you're like, we don't, they didn't have cell phones in their pockets. Now we have photos yeah. of everything. People document their breakfast that people document their entire days. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I think it was calm. It was rare for some people to have photos at all. Oh yeah. So like that was kind of, sometimes that was like your only chance to get a photo of someone and to be able to remember them and what they looked like at the time. Um, on the Nados archive, um, you can find them. Um, they have like a website and an Instagram. They have a large like collection of oh, post-mortem wow. uh, post and morning photography and just like really old creepy photos. Um, so if you, if this interests you, that's one of the ways, that's like one of the accounts that I was following that, and they, they post them in like a tasteful way. They're not yeah. like doing it in a gross way. So like it seeing the kind of like love and ritual that they put into this type of stuff was really interesting to me. It's not a thing that happens anymore. I don't feel really? like it. Like, and I feel like now like especially like back then I feel like there was more I don't know if it's because I don't know death happened more often like it was more in your face everywhere mm -hmm. like maybe they had to cope with it more but I feel like now we have more of this mentality of like I don't want to die I don't want people obviously you don't want people you love to die and stuff like that yeah. but I feel like death these days is handled very differently it's not something that you like especially like back then like you would like if a loved one died, you would bring them their bodies into your home and you would have them on display there and people would come and like pay their respects and stuff. And it would be like literally in your home. I feel yeah. like that kind of stuff doesn't really happen because now we have funeral homes. And right. Stuff people like that. want to take and that you away from want their to, spaces. Like, separate yourself from it, which I, I understand because I know like some people, they want to remember their loved ones, how they looked when they were alive and healthy and yeah like and I was gonna say that too I feel like most people want to like if it were me I'd want to be remembered in with me doing the things that I love to do mm -hmm. which would have been when I was alive I wouldn't say that oh I want you to take pose me and take photos of me after I pass yeah. like remember me in the things that I love to do when I was still living yeah it's it's super interesting because you're right it's as time has gone on the way that we handle death and the way that we look at it is very very different mm -hmm. I feel like it's um, a little bit of like, what's the word when it's um, not as accepted? You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah, like people- Yeah, it's a little taboo. Yeah, they want to separate it from from real life. And I guess I kind of see that, but I also feel like it's not always, always, I mean, it's a bad thing to lose someone, but I think it could be seen in a celebratory way. And I feel mm -hmm. like in the past, 
these kind of rituals that right now we look at and we're like, oh, that's kind of weird, but it was to celebrate the people. Yeah. It was just a different just approach. Just to remember them. Yeah. Like. So my list of uh, 12 different funeral traditions, this is basically from different places around the world. So number one is in the USA. And so it's basically saying in our modern e- modern eco-friendly society we are very in tune to mother nature and recycling and things being biodegradable so um, in the past you would always see people buried in like crazy fancy caskets Mm -hmm. that were thousands and thousands of dollars um, which in my mind I'm like that's cool and all but I wouldn't want someone to spend that much money if yeah. I'm just going to go into If I'm just going to turn to into soup inside of this thing. Yeah, so it's saying one of the traditions in the United States is basically termed go green and people are buried in biodegradable like cardboard or materials mm-hmm. that are easily um, biodegradable so yeah. that you're not putting a strain on the environment and you're not also like spending a ton of money on something that I mean, this is just my perspective, you know, yeah. to each their own, but you're not spending a ton of money on something that doesn't, to me, doesn't really matter, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, th- I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm there. I don't know. When you're dead, are you, are you there, like, at this celebration? Are you, like, looking down going? Maybe. I'm like, mm, Leanna's not crying enough. <laughs> I thought we were more friends, friends but, than that. But even if if you are, whether you're present or your energy is still there, and I believe that energy lives on, so mm-hmm. maybe the body is just the vessel that goes away, but the energy is still there. And whether you're at the funeral watching your friends cry or not cry or celebrate or whatever it is that they're doing, does it really matter what your body is in? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, but I, I do get that. I mean, I can appreciate you go into a funeral home and you see these beautifully made handcrafted caskets and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, I would rather have that in my house and like make a coffee table out of it and appreciate this beautiful piece of craftsmanship <laughs> than put it in the ground in the dirt where no one's going to see it. Yeah, so. I've watched like, oh God, I forgot what it's called. I feel like it's on Netflix, but it's like basically a reality TV show about a funeral home and... Like, when they're selling these caskets, they're like, oh, it's very comfortable on the inside. And I'm all like, do you think Grandpa Joe really... Yeah. And maybe it really is very like, comfortable. I mean, I'm sure in my living No, the state, guy got in it and was like, let me show you how comfortable this, I mean, this coffin I mean, I believe is. you, I'm sure. And I, I'm sure I'd be like, okay, let me get it and try it. But my dead-ass body doesn't care. <laughs> so don't waste. <laughs> I'm rigging Cameron, this is for you. Do not waste I'm the stiff. money if I go yeah. first. <laughs> and, I mean, I... I feel like we might have talked about something similar to like the natural um, burials, but there are like also versions where they basically put you in a pod and they turn you into like compost. Oh yeah. And And then they can use that to like grow, like, you know, to grow a tree or something. I think there's something like very beautiful about like burying somebody and then using that to create something else yes and um so this is actually number two on the list but this is in tibet so um in buddhist regions in tibet they believe that the souls move on and the body becomes an empty vessel so basically that you should sacrifice back to the earth so it's common practice to facilitate this by placing a body on a mountain let the animals basically decompose the body naturally and then once the bones remain they grind them up and they feed them to the cows completing the life cycle so although this does sound a little crazy you are essentially in a different way doing what you're exactly saying yeah but i'm just like cows are eating bones well they're 
they're basically grinding. I'm sure that I don't know if that they're like putting it in the feed or if they're sprinkling yeah. it and the cows are eating that. Because I don't want this to come off as rude, but in my head, I had someone with like a leg bone and they're like, come on, come on, Bessie. And then they throw it and the cow's all hyped and goes running after it. I mean... I have I have the cartoon version of what you're saying in my head, yeah. and I'm like, it looks so, it's cute. But they're saying they grind them up and put okay. them into the, whatever, into the earth, wherever they're feeding, um, which I would be fine with that. Yeah. I can become nutrients for mm-hmm. another creature that needs me. I feel like that 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 serves a purpose in yeah. my, my being after I pass. So I, I agree with that. The Buddhists are onto something. Um, my list goes on, so I'm going to let you talk about your next thing and then I'm going to pop in some other traditions. Um, so my other topic, which is kind of similar to the morning photography is Victorian morning jewelry. Um, it's basically jewelry that is made as a tribute to a deceased loved one. Um, it could either have locks of hair, teeth, um, inscription of like their name and like, you know, dates of birth and death um like a cameo or a silhouette photo of them um a cloth or fabric from like their favorite clothing um or ashes um i have a necklace that has uh, my grandma's ashes in it and it has a little tree of life on it um the morning jewelry dates back to the 1600s, but like really became popular in the 1800s when uh, Queen Victoria was mourning the death of uh, Prince Albert, her husband. Um, and it kind of really, more people were doing it. Got caught on in that yeah, period. Yeah, it really yeah. caught on. And a lot of people were also making jewelry and stuff like that. Um, they also, like back then, because this is like one of the times when like if... Um, a woman's loved one or like husband or someone in their family passed, she would wear all black, black jewelry, just to like really signify that she had a loss. A loss in her life, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it's something that people still do today. Um, I mean, I have one. It, it I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of special. It kind of like makes you feel like not like she's like with me, but like I don't know, just having a piece of her close by is kind of nice and well, she is I mean means something I think you hear people say when someone passes or someone your pets or your family members mm-hmm. when they pass they're always with you and I strongly believe that but I think there's that added bit of you know um when you have physically have them with you yeah. have a piece or something that they loved that is with you so not only are they with you in spirit but they're also physically still with yeah. you um there's other forms of um jewelry uh you can actually create diamonds uh, with ashes and hair which is like it just blows my mind that that's something that you can do it's science it's it's, yeah science (laughs) it's crazy magnets how do they work um (laughs) don't eat them (laughs) don't eat them please don't eat them um but it's this it's the similar process to lab-grown diamonds uh, which is something that is i mean i feel like there's a lot of people who buy that versus like real diamonds and mine diamonds because i think it might be cheaper and it's and a little it's, more ethical yes it's very mine um or diamonds that are mined is that whole industry is very problematic yeah. so i fully support if you really feel the need to have a diamond have it from a lab and yeah. if you can put someone that you love and turn them into a diamond that is mm-hmm. pretty freaking cool yeah the so um like let's say you okay here's my grandma's ashes um 
they basically you they basically isolate the carbon from the ashes um, which takes about one and a half to two months then they use the process some crazy scientific process of using heat and pressure it's very similar to how the earth grows diamonds Mm -hmm. but they do it in like this little contraption they put the ash the carbon from the ashes and And science happens they basically do this over it which Uh is basically magic because i don't know what the heck's going on (laughs) but i've been told they use heat and pressure and a diamond grows they they cut it and like, you know, set it onto whatever you want and it looks like a diamond and it, but it's so created cool. from your loved one, which is like the fact that us, we figured that out. We could create <laughs> us. We, yeah. A, we figured it out. B, like whatever we're made from can turn into something like shiny, shiny and, pretty. and pretty as yeah. a diamond is so mind blowing. So when you were saying the morning jewelry and you're like, and then hair and then ashes and then teeth. And I was like, out of, out of everything we talked about, I'm like, but what would you do with their teeth? Cause you have to pull them out of their face. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it fell out. I don't know. Who okay. Knows? Okay. Um, when I, I got, can, that's fine with me. When I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I kept them. So I still have them in like a little bag and there was. Um, back when I lived in San Francisco, there was a place called Love to Death. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an oddity shop. It's where I got a bunch of this taxidermy and stuff. They were a great place. There was a woman there who made jewelry from teeth and she sold it. And it was like these cool little rings where you just have like, you know, the top of the tooth mm-hmm. as the top of the ring. And I was like, I have my own teeth. Can you make this into jewelry? And she's like, yeah, of course. Like bring it in. Bring of course, in your teeth. life got busy and I never got a chance to. And I, I want to. That'd you know, cool. it's it's weird to me that out of everything we talked about, the teeth thing is like, I'm like, the thing you're like, mm. I don't know about teeth jewelry. I don't know. It's, it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I mean, it's fine if you're into it, okay, but it just may, seems okay. weird. I draw the line at putting a tooth on a ring. That's that's <laughs> okay. where my, my line has been established. You're not into the tooth jewelry, nope. but maybe you'd be into um, another thing, cool thing that they do with hair is they create these really cool um, display. This is another thing that they did in like the Victorian area. I've seen it kind of like recently too. Um, people will make them into uh, jewelry. Like, like they'll locket. take a little locket or a little but pendant and they'll th- put the this hair This is in beyond there. Than like yeah. what you're thinking of. Like I think most people think when you, like when you're a little kid and they get your first haircut and you get the little, locket, little of hair locket of hair and they put it, you know, in yeah, a little locket you wear, mm-hmm. your mom will wear it around her neck, whatever it is. These that, are, that to me seems like, okay, that's, that's what nothing. I imagine. Yeah. But this is a whole nother level. This is that times a thousand. Like, we have a, we they, have a cat visitor. Sorry if we're distracted. Yeah, One I know. of the I'm cats like, just came in. Someone, Hi, 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 honey. Uh, She's like, where am I? <laughs> Who are so, you? Yeah, no, these are so intricate. They're basically, ma- I don't know if you're braiding it. But they're I looked doing up, something. I looked up photos. We'll show some photos because there's it's it's wild. It, there's been times where like you go into or like I would go into like an oddity shop or something, and there's this just like it's like in a shadow box, and you're like, oh, it's just like a really cool. Usually art can't piece tell it's that someone hair. made, it. and then you go up close and you're like kind of looking, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's hair. Um, it, it looks like little teeny flowers. Um, sometimes it would just be one person's hair. Um, sometimes they would create family ones mm-hmm. where like as people would pass, they would add on to it. So it's, which is, it's, it's kind of nice. Cause then you have like, like, you know, everyone's like 
like memory represented together. the memory together. I've, I've seen like the family photo and then around the photo yeah. will be this like intricate. Usually it's flowers because I feel like that's an easy design to do with the yeah. hair. Um, but they'll like put it around the family photo. And I think that's really cool because as you see it, you realize what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's like 3D versions of it where they're basically oh, yeah. making like, like sculptures out of hair. In like a little glass, like, you know, those little glass display things. And it's. It looks almost like a little tree or like, you know, a little 3D tree. I um, honestly, I don't understand how it's done because hair is, I mean, strands of hair are so tiny and mm-hmm. delicate. I've never seen the process of how it's done. Um, there's some people that it looks like it's their full head of hair. When I was scrolling through images, I had like a moment where I was like, because of like the tryptophobia, I'm like looking at it and it's just, I'm like, oh, I don't uh, know if I like that pattern. It's gross. Like, not that out. one. Keep not scrolling. Keep scrolling. The, I'm I'm there for the pretty flowers, but once it gets like too crazy of a pattern, I can't I can't it's a look at too it. Much, but it's yeah. it's fascinating and it's really it's an interesting because um, hair like you're saying yeah. is forever like Hair's, your hair doesn't decompose yeah. like your flesh would, so mm-hmm. it lasts. Yeah, it's it's and yeah, like you know you can I mean my hair would be wild as one of those, but I like, would love to see that. That would be so cool. <laughs> Little blue flowers. But yeah, Not like, you know. Soon. Well, yeah, and I honestly, yeah, that's a little, that, <laughs> talk I'm about sorry. morbid, but I think you could do it. You could do it with, no, if you're not So dead. actually when I, cause I, I had, um, I would do the, like, you know, scene hair swoop bangs that mm-hmm. were super long. When I finally did my straight across, my straight across bangs, um, when I cut it, I actually put it in a pony and I'm like, here, Matt, here's my hair. So he actually has like. Oh, a he has, pretty huge chunk of my hair. I could probably do something with that. Yeah. Like a pre, a, a, yeah. a, a live hair morning. Live hair. <laughs> a celebratory uh, hair thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we'd call it, but. Um, so we'll, 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 we're we're, we're workshop. It's, a, it's yeah. a work in progress for the name. Um, so those are some really interesting ways to, I guess, keep these keepsakes. Yeah. You know, to have keepsakes that you keep around your neck bracelets um in picture frames on your wall Um, way to remember your loved ones yeah but not the teeth thing no no the teeth Teeth. keep your teeth in a give them to the tooth fairy yeah you're supposed to give your teeth to the tooth fairy Mm -mm. to get the who what is she okay what is she doing with those teeth i don't doesn't matter i don't know she eats them she either eats them or she takes them to the lady at the oddity store, sells them. That's, and then where, that's where they she have gets like the a teeth. thing going. They have an agreement, a handshake deal. Okay. Well, in South Korea, they do something interesting. So um, there are rules in South Korea, and I think this is because of space, that bodies uh, can be buried, but they have to, they can only be there for 60 years. After that, they have to be removed. So an overpopulation thing, mm-hmm. a space thing, whatever it is. So uh, typically cremation is more common. But rather than scattering the ashes, they basically turn the ashes into blue, green, pink, or black beads that are displayed in the home. So I'm not sure if they put these on like necklaces or if they're just in little containers or jars. I'm sure there's various different ways that they do this. Um, But kind of that same idea is, you know, I think in our minds, we think when people pass away, you bury the bodies or you Mm -hmm. cremate them. And that those are just the common things that people think about. But there's so many other ways that you can immortalize Mm -hmm. your family members or your loved ones. Um, In Madagascar, they have a funerary tradition. It's called Fama Dihana. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, But they basically, it's called the turning of the bones. So they perform this every five to seven years. In this ritual, people bring the bodies of their loved ones from their crypts. They wrap them in fresh clothes cloth they spray them with perfume and they dance with them 
And I'm assuming because they're saying they do this every five to seven years, then they are later put back mm-hmm. into their crypts. Um, but something I would feel like in our culture would be so taboo. People would yeah, be like, no, like, no, we're not taking them out. Once you're in the ground, you're in there. Yeah. I, I, I know even now, like if you have to exhume a body for like, I don't know, like I know sometimes they do to like, like criminal reta- trials, yeah, criminal or trials to DNA. like retest or like DNA or something like that. Even that is like, a lot of people are like, no, you don't do that. Once it's in the ground, you don't you take that alone. out. You yeah. leave it alone. Um, but that is kind of nice. Like, you know, like, cause like, it's not like a leave it and forget it thing. Mm-hmm. You are, you're like, you know, rewrapping them in like, you know, a cloth. Like you're reclothing them you're essentially. Re- yeah. yeah. Like you're, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's, it's a very honorable thing t- for like that person yeah. would be. I think, I mean, it, it does sound, you're like, oh, wow, they're going to take them out and they're going to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just a different way to celebrate mm-hmm. the life of someone. And like you're saying, I think that a lot of people, it is like, um, it, people forget. And it's yeah. not that you forget that they're gone, but it's people's lives are busy and mm-hmm. you just kind of move on and out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Um, so I feel like that's a, it's a very interesting tradition that I had no idea about. Um, so in New Orleans... Um, they have a very different way of burying bodies. There's mm-hmm. basically, they're not, nobody's in the ground. It's a combination of space, but then also, um, their water levels are so high. So like a lot of places, if you dig into the ground, water it's, just, yeah, it's like, which a body in water, like soaking in water, not good. not a good it, idea. It, it, it creates a lot soup, of problems. Soupy, soupy problem. Um, and you were telling me, because you were actually just in New Orleans. I was New just Orleans, in New Orleans, and, and I was strolling through some cemeteries like I do. In the interesting way that um, they, basically everybody's in crypts there, so they're above mm-hmm. ground in essentially like fancy little grave houses. And it's so funny, because like, not funny, but like, you're, like I went into one of them, and they have like basically a wall, and there's all these little squares and that's where the people are. They basically like it's an open space and they put the coffin in there um, and then they seal you up. And then. But there's um, rules. There's as rules. To they how... have very strict rules. So let's say, you know, we're going to be buried in the we're going to be buried in the, the same, same crypt tomb. or tomb. Crypt, crypt tomb. tomb. We'll interchange. Look it up later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's say, you know, we want to be in the same one. I die first and they put me in. Seal me up. It has to be a year and a day for you to be able to go into that same space. Which I said, why, why? a year and a day? Um, they were saying it's because that's how long it takes for the bodies basically to become bones. Um, because, like, okay, year and a day pass. I am now bones inside of a coffin in there. Leanna passes. It's her turn to go in there. They will take my coffin out. They will take my bones out in a very respectful way, very similar to... Um, where was it? Madagascar? Yes. Um, they will put me in a, a special like little bag made out of nice cloth. They'll tag it so that you can remember that, oh, that's AJ. We know who she is. We know all the details about her. And then they place the bags closer to the back of the tomb. And then they put you in your coffin. They put you in and then they seal you up. For one year and for one day. For a year and a day or until the next person needs Oops. to go in there. And that's basically how... They can, they can take one small space. There were some that had like six names, 12 oh, names. Wow. Um, and and you're like in that same little that like square little space. And you're thinking, cause before they told us that that's the process, we were like, 
There's no way there's six bodies in that one. Yeah, because you're imagining there's everyone's no way. in a coffin. Yeah, everyone's stacked up. Or even up. like urns. Even if you're yeah. in an urn, an urn is like not a tiny They're thing. They're not small. So, so we were confused. And then they explained it. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Well, and I think too that when you when you see these kinds of things and you're wondering, like, think about the population. Think about how many people mm-hmm. are born each day. I don't know the statistics, but I know it's a lot of people. Yeah. And think about how many billions of people there are in the world. Mm-hmm. And think about the space that we have the population is growing the space is still the same yeah so as time goes on that is a a valid problem and they have to basically like troubleshoot and find different ways and in my mind i'm thinking that doesn't make any sense like just there's plenty of space in the ground but in certain places you can't put them in the ground Mm -hmm. in certain places there's only so much space so they're finding different ways and i would have never known one year and one day, you know? Yeah, and, it's so and specific also, too. what happens if you you died mm-hmm. and then what if six I died months six later. months later or, a, you know, yeah. a year later, not a year they and bas- one day later? Basically, you have to either find a temporary situation or you have to come up with a new plan. They will not unseal. That's wild. Yeah. You're like, but what if it's like 363 days like come on they're like nope just sorry hold on to you rules. just a little bit longer before you can so really if you could plan it out and you're in new orleans give yourself one year and one day because otherwise start the time stop the start otherwise the it's like just a whole nother you got to find a temporary then it's a whole death thing. box to hang out yeah. in for a couple days until but what rent a, freezer. rent a freezer for a week i'm sure that there's there someone something on, on the internet that will let you borrow their freezer oh man um <laughs> And on to taxidermy. So we have some taxidermy. This is mm-hmm. your collection of I have a few. purchased taxidermy. Yeah, I got this. Most All three of the ones that I have are from that same shop, Love to Death. Um, I have a cute little piranha. He's cute. I have a little mouse, and he's the in his little poncho. Favorite. And then I have a cute little chick. So and they're cute. so adorable. And did you just go into the shop, and you're like, I need these. Yeah, I so saw adorable. them, and I'm like, I love you. Our eyes met. And we just had a connection and I'm like, I need to bring you home. And now they're here. And now they're here. Set. They are really cute. And again, taxidermy is kind of like a uh, situation because if you're an it, animal lover, it's very tough. But typically, I I know that you ask. Yeah, I always make sure that it is come from. done. It, they're not basically killing the animals to it's be able to do done, this. Yes. It's ethically done. Either they pass on their own, roadkill, stuff like that. It's not like you know, someone went out and killed this mouse so that they can Put dress him up all cute like him. this. Um, he passed on his own and then he, now he's living his best life he looking is. cute. The air was on earlier and it's so cute. They was like his little, little ponchos blowing in the wind, in his the little wind. whiskers were blowing in the wind. It's I was cute. like, wow, you're living your, your best yeah. life. Um, so I have a, I just put them in this so I could transport them, but I have some tax. Well, I guess it's not really taxidermy is it not really because it's not, just uh, yeah i wonder bones right yeah i guess it's tag bone taxidermy um so i'll take them out i have a couple different pieces and these are they each have a story so this is a raven skull and a claw we were on a trip visiting family in montana there's some like bits of him still hanging off of it um but we found we were like riding bikes and we just found this raven he's pretty decomposed so i don't know what ate him um and we just decided to take him home and get his bones ready so that we could you know have him on our shelf um so immediately i'm like okay well how do we do this what is the proper way to do this Mm -hmm. because also we were on a trip so we had to be able to 
do our thing and we were leaving in a couple of days and be able to take it home yeah. safely. Um, so I'm on my phone or on the computer at the time Googling, how do you, um, preserve, preserve bones? bones yeah. And so essentially we got a pot. We, uh, I didn't do this part cause this was the gross part. Cameron had to like cut cause it was the whole bird. Basically oh, okay. there was still yeah. like bird bits attached. Bird bits. Um, so they cut the claw off this one. We didn't really have to do much to just basically took off this little, so it was like little knee. Yeah, it's like the little fleshy parts that we yeah. were able to take off. Cartilage um, and stuff. And then this was the full business. So it was like a bird head. And so you have to boil it. Mm-hmm. And if you do this kind of thing, they say that if you find the animal, you're supposed to immediately freeze it. Because once it starts decomposing and then you put it in boiling water, the smell, it is oh God. tough. It is like so tough. We did it outside, um, like on a little like camping stove thing because we mm-hmm. didn't want to obviously stink up the house. Yeah, sorry. And it was a little bit windy, and sometimes the wind would turn and get in your face. And it, I'm like, I was like, Bleh. like I had to walk away, walk inside. It was so gnarly. So you essentially boil it until the parts become soft enough in your face the whole time. We're gonna have a zoom Making in on soup. AJ's Making face. Soup. Making bird flesh soup. Yep. It was really gross. Um, so you boil it super hot until the fleshy parts become loose. You peel it all off. Um, and it's actually really tough at first. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't just come off. You'd have to yeah. boil it for a really long time for it to just kind of melt off. So we got as much off as we could. And then you basically pack it in salt and the salt will oh, absorb all of the, the, moisture. the the moisture and all the bits. And then you can still see there's some stuff in there, but then I feel like um, there's dark spots on his forehead. Is that like brain? Um, Maybe. Yeah, there's, there's definitely stuff in there. There's, you can also, there's a chemical process you can do to this that will dissolve everything. Uh-huh. Um, and then people will often like put it in bleach to sanitize it. But I feel like you take, when you do that, you take away a lot of that cool like coloring yeah. and stuff. So the salt basically will absorb all of those bits. And we kept it in the salt pack for probably like three or four months. Mm. We took it out and then everything was, there was like some bits we just brushed off. It was still a little stinky. Like now. Yeah. There's bits on your dress. Yeah. It's falling apart still. It doesn't really smell like anything now, but I remember taking it out of the salt and I was like, Oh no, put that back in. And we put it back in for like another month or two. Yeah. Um, and so now we have this really cool Raven skull. Um, I think depending on when you, uh, the state of decomposition, you would have been able to like move the jaw like they and stuff. Compose them and stuff. But by yeah. the time, I mean, it still moves a little bit. By the time we got it, it had been pretty like it'd been there for a little yeah. bit. And it was also really cold out too. So a lot of those factors kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. change the state that it's in. Um, but the claw, we didn't really do anything but put it in salt and it preserved really, Look really well. Like those talons are crazy. Yeah. Can you so, imagine that coming for your face? Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't really work out for this guy. So unfortunately, well, but now he, he or she lives on with us forever. Uh, this next one, this one's a little bit of a crazy story. So this is um, our cat, Molly. Molly. Yeah. So like I said before, a lot of our animals are buried yeah. in the backyard and uh, we buried her. And then one day we go into the backyard and our dog Luca is digging up something in the corner and chewing on something. <laughs> Cameron goes over and realizes what it is yeah. and basically like takes it away from him. But you can see that he got, he got into he got the, into the a skull bit. a little bit. Um, but we figured we're not going to put her back in the ground. So we, at this point she was 
it was pretty decomposed. So we just did the same kind of process. We put it in the salt pack to absorb the little bits um, for, I think, a couple months as well, and then got her out. But the teeth are still there. I mean, I would have loved to have her full yeah, a full skull, skull would have, but, but you know, Luca did Luca did a little bit of he did business a, going yeah, on. Bad boy. The little nose isn't it cute? Is so cute in the teeth. I've said this before. My cat Patches, who was with us for a little over seventeen years, she's buried in my parents' backyard, and I always say I want to dig her up and like have someone they can breathe, like make a full skeleton of her because really she cool. was like a little runt cat, so it would be really cute. Oh. I just. I never got around to it, oh, but she's catches. still there. So there's, it, it's going to happen at a certain point in time. Um, you have something fun to share. Yeah. Too. Um, one, I mean, I don't know. You're watching movies and you're like, wow, that's a lot of blood. And you're like, how'd they do that? <laughs> well, it's, I don't think it's real most of the time, but I thought it'd be fun. Sometimes to, it's animal blood. Some, oh, oh yeah. They did pig's blood. And yeah. Dairy. Yeah. I don't think that's a common thing anymore. I think now most... I feel like there's laws against that. Yeah. Um, but I was like, what does it take to make fake blood? So I think we're going to make a little bit of fake blood. Yeah? Right you now. ready? Yeah. Ready for blood? <laughs> I'm ready to get in the kitchen and make some delicious blood. I like we you were checking the dates earlier. I know, and you're I was like, like, is this expired? I'm like, I know this has been in my cabinet for a bit, but no, this, this one's good until October. This one, on the other hand, expired in 2020, but we're not going to be but, eating it. So it's just a thickening agent. We're fine. Also, if you have expired uh, corn oh, yeah, syrup this is and cornstarch, instead of just tossing it in the make trash, blood with it. you can make blood with it. So our ingredient list is corn syrup, cornstarch, and then you need red and blue food dye. Um, so you don't want to do just straight up red because if you look at blood, it's not just straight red. red. Yeah. Um, also... I think this calls for like the liquid. It might be the liquid one. We have the gel. We're gonna see how it goes. Hey, we're here. We're experimenting. We're going to make the mistakes. So you at home might not. I don't know. And if it works, then you know that you you can use the gel. And we, you heard it. Oh, I was like, crap. They're sealed. No, they're open. Okay. Does it? Do we have a? Are you just just eyeing it? Everything that I saw, just eyeballed it. Okay. I think you just go. Ooh. This is pretty thick. And then we have our Lively Ghost teaspoon, which we are using for, I feel like we're going to need a lot. I feel like you should, it seems really thick. This is very thick. This is, uh, <laughs> we're going to call this coagulated blood. It's going to be a little thicker. This person died um, a little bit ago. Yes. I don't think we need the cornstarch for the thickening I wouldn't agent. be surprised if we can just stop at that, but let's, let's see what happens. How, do you know how much we do here? Again, yeah, you have to just eyeball it. Let's stir that up. Let's oh, we let's stirring? do the red first, just okay. so we can see what we're at. Oh, that looks good and bloody. It's, it's very, very thick. Thick. Also, um, we we are oh, it's so thick though. It is so thick. So what? I mean, could you put water? If you put water in corn syrup, would it make it? Um, I wonder if those two would even go together. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like don't tune in if you're looking for professional uh, cook. This, this is this is not really cooking, right? This is this would be um, yeah, right. But like that's are you sure that corn syrup's not from 1987? <laughs> so according thick. to the cap, it's Best Buy, October 29th, okay. 2023. So, okay. Well, you I don't f- want it too thick. I mean. 
blood does not come out of the body like that. It's way more runny. Here, you Let's blue. Let's put a little bit of blue. You said it depends on what? Oh, okay. Because ah. you, you, now another thing is you need to be, you can always add more blue. Yeah, I think I, think I might we add might've... too much. It's very purple. Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's the blood oh, of... Oh, no, that's... Oh, okay, it's not too bad. That's good. Okay, okay. We're working here with something. Um, so I have to tell you that the one problem with this is if you're using this uh, recipe for um, on your body, this will dye your skin. Oh, yeah. So um, don't think that you're going to be able to use this recipe and put it on you and you're going to be able to wash it off. The longer it stays on your body, uh, the more red dyed you will be. Maybe it'll make it less translucent. We're just going to, we're going for it. <gasps> professionals. I 100% professionals. <laughs> um, I mean, that's making it not as translucent it's not translucent and it, the it's chunks adding. are kind of nice a little bit of scab, a little, a little bit of a little chunk brain in matter. your blood i don't know where this is coming from it looks like um strawberry jam it does look more like a jam <laughs> um eat you eat it yeah Cam, i mean come over here it totally looks like uh Something you would put on a pie, maybe, or like a syrupy. A, a sundae, the a topping sundae. of a sundae. Mm. Bloody sundae. Bloody sundae. Wow. It's a bloody sundae okay. topping. Well. Do we try it? I feel like we try it. <laughs> it's edible. Um, It's not as sweet. Isn't corn syrup supposed to be really sweet? I thought it was supposed to it be really sweet. It says with real vanilla, too. Um, it's the old-ass corn starch. <laughs> it's, it's the corn syrup. That's what did it. It's, it really, it really, um, yeah, so uh, any VFX artists, if you need, we're here for you. Um, Hire us for. Yeah, if you want <laughs> us on your next horror movie. It's a little milky, so No, I don't it's know. great. It's perfect. Usually doesn't come out of the vein like this. I think we were good before we added the. The cornstarch. I needed it. I brought it. I I draw. I I brought it all the way here. I'm, you brought I'm this expired it. ass cornstarch to this set. We're gonna use it. Um, I would say maybe if your corn syrup is thick, hold the cornstarch. Yeah, I don't think you might. I don't think you. Although really need I feel. It. Oh, 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 Luca. Oh, hi, buddy. Now we have a pup on the set who's probably about to tear everything down. Hi. He's going after that hi. baby chick. Hi. Um, okay. Uh, no note. Hashtag no notes. I think it's great. Hashtag hire us. Hashtag bloody Sunday topping. Bloody Sunday topping. You're not. You didn't try it. I said it like three times. Ah! Hi, boy. Hi. Hi. It kind of doesn't taste like anything. It's like a little bit sweet, but like not super not much. sweet. I put more sweetness in my tea, so. Mm. Wouldn't recommend eating it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Another you... successful episode of <laughs> Let's Get Spooky. Uh, be sure to like the video, uh, like the podcast wherever you're watching, and subscribe to the channel. And Follow if... us on Twitter, Instagram. All the socials. All and the socials. if you make uh, a better version if of this. If you make better blood, blood than us, uh, send us the recipe. Send us your notes. Tell us what we did wrong. Actually, no, I don't take uh, criticism that well. So You're perfect. You did a great job, and perfect. I applaud you. 
And that'll do it for this episode of Let's Get Spooky. And don't forget to stay spooky. Bye. What up, Lindsay? Yeah.